Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. And today we have a very special guest, Lynn Collins, who we all know as Leah on The Walking Dead. Lynn, thank you for being here. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you, Viz. It's nice to be here. Uh, and let's just get right to it, okay? For Now, you know that The Walking Dead fans are deeply devoted to the show. Uh, they get very invested with the characters. And for 10 years, a decade, people have been screaming, when is Daryl going to get a love interest? And last year, in the six bonus episodes, there comes Leah. Okay, and we see in a flashback during the six missing years, uh, during the time jump, Daryl was out looking for Rick and he comes across Leah and you two form a bond. Now, my question to you is, knowing how devoted the fans are, I'm sure the fan reaction was very positive in the beginning, but then as we saw your character come back, you might have gotten some mixed responses. So overall, what has been the fans' reactions to you and Leah? I It's been, I think she's a very polarizing character, right? And, mm -hmm. and so it's been very mixed, but I think that's a really good thing because it keeps the, the passion and the conversation and the engagement going. So at first I was a little intimidated by it, by the ones who maybe like, not liking her but then i was like you know i'm here to serve a story i'm playing a character i can't control what the writers write although i will say i love the writers of this show mm -hmm. i think they're incredibly creative and to take a show for 11 years and keep it engaging and suspenseful is i mean they're truly gifted so i gladly serve this polarizing part to serve the story and to really amplify the stakes of this last season so i think she's no she's meant to be here i think especially now as these next episodes you know this last episode aired which people will see on sunday i, I think she's going to continue to get even more polarizing you know yeah, definitely now uh you're no stranger to being on hit tv shows you have been on plenty of uh hit television shows was there any difference walking into the Walking Dead universe that was different from any prior uh, projects that you've done? Well, you know, I was a rabid fan as well. I up until like season five, I got pregnant and then I literally couldn't handle. I mean, I could barely even eat meat when I was pregnant. So yeah. you can imagine there's no way that I was going to be able to watch this show. So um, to, to my own like judgment of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't don't feel alone. My wife too uh, watched with me reluctantly. She's not a horror fan, but you know she got involved in the characters. But at the end of season six, when she knew what was coming in the premiere of season seven, she's like, "That's it. I can't. I know what's coming up, and I I can't watch it." So I totally understand what you're talking about. But I remember this. You know, when I was watching this, those first seasons, I mean, I, it was it was a religion for me and. It's interesting because, you know, I think the first half of my acting career, I was kind of a bit of a snot and maybe like stuck up. Um, but, and so I didn't like a whole bunch of stuff, you know, I was very critical about movies I would see and TV shows and actually didn't even watch that much TV. <laughs> this show was different for me because the actors were so committed. And I remember watching it and being like, 
what would it be like to be on this playground with them? It must just be so rewarding to work on this show. You know, you constantly have this like Greek tragedy level of drama that you have to fill. I just, I wondered like, what is it like for them? And, you know, a lot of these actors at the beginning weren't well known. And now there's like, they're oh, yeah. icons, yeah. you know? I just, I think it also to like, I was so eager to come into these last two seasons because I, it's such an honor, like to serve people who have been playing a role for 11 years, I cannot imagine, you know, I can't imagine doing that. I mean, even like 11 years ago, I look back at like who I was as an actual person. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't even know who that girl is or what. <laughs> exactly. But so it blows my mind what they've done. So really like walking onto this set was like, it was kind of like looking at like a menagerie, like these precious people and all this precious work that they've created and the energy around it that they've accumulated, you know, it was like walking into this magical bubble mm -hmm. and it's, it's been incredible and I don't want it to end. No, <laughs> nobody does. Now uh, no. it is notorious that the walking dead AMC is very secretive about what they're going to do with their characters, even with the actors that are playing those characters. So when you booked it, uh, this character, Leah, you were going to be part of the bonus episodes. Beyond your story for that episode, you knew at some point you were going to be in an episode with Norman Reedus. Did you know anything else about what was going to happen to you at the time you booked it? Yes, Angela had walked me through the basics of Leah's arc. And I, it was just like, yes, 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 yes. Because it, it's just, it's been awesome to, to try to do it. Yeah, it's, it's, no? a, it's a phenomenal arc. People who just disappear yeah. off the show, like Leah did, uh, they may come back. They may never come. We may never hear from them again. And yeah. uh, when you left, you were begging Daryl not to continue his search for Rick and to stay with you. He made a decision. And you brought that up when you guys got reunited. He made his choice. And uh, what I found interesting, and uh, I don't know if a lot of the fans picked up on this. I'm sure they did, is how you left alone in that cabin and the reapers okay now let's go into the reapers they became your family but what's left out is how did that all come together does leah have was leah a mercenary in the pre-apocalyptic world uh yes. did she know pope uh, a lot of that is left blank for now uh, we know whether it's in The Walking Dead or one of the spinoffs, Tales of The Walking Dead is going to be an individual episodic anthology, which is going to maybe take up a lot of these blank holes. Uh, as far as that goes, for you as an actress, how did you come to terms to how Leah went from that girl living secluded in the cabin to joining up with these Reaper groups? So in season 10, in the Find Me episode, Leah finally gets to share the grief that she's had about losing her family. Yeah. The, the people she's talking about are the Reapers. Oh. Okay. Yes. 
but how interesting because there's i just got chills everywhere interesting is also then there's a time when carver says to her what episode is it i don't remember what episode it is um where he says it when we found you it took so long to get you back to the way that you were so it means that like her on her own she was detoxing from this crazy culty mercenary religious culty thing that that the reapers are that, that pope and created yeah pope create yes correct and what i want to know the question that i have for the writers is okay they're in the cabin he's like i gotta go keep looking she's like you've made your choice basically he he leaves he comes back dog's there but leah's not there yeah so my question was like oh well yeah so what happens so the reapers come upon the cabin and take her but they're like no you can't you can't take the dog that you've been sharing with your little boyfriend i mean i don't know for me the way i reconcile that is her leaving dog is like leaving a note for daryl okay saying that this is how i interpret this is my interpretation my opinion the reason why leah left the dog is to tell daryl okay i left but I'm okay. I'm okay. I left on my own free will and here's dog for you. I mean, that's, that's just my reconciliation of how it could have happened. Uh, now your relationship with Carver, uh, who, by the way, I guess I really shouldn't say this till it's confirmed, but it looks like, um, Alex Moraz is going to be a guest of ours here very soon as well. So I'm going to, I'm going to get to ask him as well. Cause he's a very fascinating character very cocky well what was it like working uh with with carver and alex um, same person alex portraying carver and his prickish attitude know-it-all cocky and how did you two and you get you two had a very well chemistry to where he was subordinate to you uh he listened to whatever leah had to say how did you two did you guys have discussions beforehand on how you guys were going to play that out I adore him. It was instantaneous too. Uh, we actually now share an agent. I mean, wow. that's, <laughs> um, he's also, you know, he's native and I, I have some of that running through my veins too. And so I think we may have been a little bit annoying on set because we, we kind of stuck together and would get into some very deep conversations about the nature of reality and spirituality and um, all of this, which, you know, is really what my true passion and, mm-hmm. and his ways, many ways for him as well. Um, in fact, uh, the, the last day he was shooting, he gave me a hawk feather. And that day we had four adolescent hawks circling the shoot Wow. And one got so close, like from me to maybe the top of that, the corner of my kitchen right here. Wow. And was basically like in the shot. And I've never seen a hawk do that before. So when we talk about Alex and, you know, working with him, it was absolutely magical on every level. I mean, our totems literally were screaming at us the last day we were working together, which was also you know, 
I don't want to, I can't give too much away because nobody see. You'll see. You guys will see what I'm talking about. Yeah, half of seen, um, half of not. Yeah, so yeah. we got to be careful. So remember that when you watch this episode, what you see, there were literally four hawks basically in the four directions mm -hmm. surrounding us while we were shooting what you're going to be watching this Sunday. Um, as far as the characters are concerned, you know, she's like a big sister to these men who are younger than her. It was like as if maybe she was one of the first in the mercenary group and then a lot of them came in and maybe she even helped recruit, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but, then, <laughs> but then when you see start seeing like the Daryl, Carver, Leah triangle, we then started talking with like different directors. We were like, you know, we can never really address you know, as an actor, you want to fill in all the questions. Yeah. But we never really address the sexuality of the Reapers and how all that dynamic must work with like one woman and like. Especially the relationship between Leah and Carver. We don't know yes. if it extended beyond respect and friendship. I will tell you this there were a lot of dirty jokes made. <laughs> <laughs> And I would definitely <clears throat> threaten him that he would not get access to Leah anymore. If <laughs> that is awesome. If you don't see what I'm saying right now, there will be no more of dot, 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 Yeah, that is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> Norman, too. He was like, oh, yeah, this is a serious triangle. Like, once the credits roll and evening comes in, what happens in the Reaper camp? We don't really know. Uh, now, we all can tell that Leah has a soft spot for Daryl. I mean, that's why she kept him alive. You're the one that vouched to him to Pope. Hey, we can trust him. It ended up coming back to burn you. And I believe you sort of deep down knew inside that he was not all about the Reapers. And he was not really in, even though I think you might have been in denial. Leah might have been in denial. Now, let's talk about Pope. Richie Coster. I mean, what an amazing job uh, Richie did in portraying Pope. Uh, out of all the antagonists that we have seen, and we have seen a lot of antagonists on this show, Pope has to be top in the one, at least one of the top five really certified crazy, scary dudes that we have seen. He portrayed this uh, Pope character perfectly to when he took that guy and he realized he got shot in the back and put his face in the fire, ruthless, even to his own mercenaries. Uh, what did you think of Pope's character when you were reading about it and then when you got to see Richie actually play it out? This is some personal information. Okay. It was like, oh my God, my dad, they've written a character based on my father. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Really, truly, I was like, oh, imitating life, life imitating art. Oh my God, I don't need therapy anymore. I'm not going to need therapy like ever again. <laughs> that is so funny. Coster, you know, if every actor was so lucky to work with such a talent, he, to watch him, to watch him work was like getting a masterclass I'm acting. I felt like yeah. I was in college again. And he's also like the thrill 
and bliss he experiences while he's working. It's infectious and contagious, you know, and it, and it pushed me to go further. It pushed me to make bolder choices. Um, but personally, it was a real, you know, it could be really triggering for me because of the similarities in me. I was raised in a fundamentalist Christian home. My father was basically a mercenary. I mean, he was a Marine mercenary. <laughs> you know, and I was, I really, I mean, at one time, there was a couple of points where I broke free. So I would like break free and then break free more. And then finally totally broke free of what I would consider a, a brainwashing culty dynamic that I grew up in. Yeah. Um, but the, this, you know, make believe moment I get while literally the moon was being eclipsed when we shot that scene, we were in this massive lunar eclipse. Wow. But I was actually able to like, take this theme that was such a huge part of my life all the way to like stabbing the father figure. I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> maybe I will need ther more therapy, you know, <laughs> but he was so, I was able to like sit with him and explain to him why the dynamic meant so much to me and why perhaps like, in scenes where you wouldn't think the character would get emotional. I was like, ah! <laughs> you know? so I think he felt honored to be in that place too, for, for just me personally and this yeah. little private, you know, in that, in that private conversation, I think it added something for him to this dynamic, this sort of unnameable dynamic. Um, that rooftop scene, uh, yeah. where the finale happened, it could have gone so many different ways, okay? Uh, right. There's no right way, there's no wrong way. Uh, you, you saw Pope, and the reason you took him out is because he was willing to sacrifice your family. He didn't really care. Uh, he was spewing out, this is war, and war there are casualties. Uh, you know, it's going to happen. That did not sit well with Leah. And ultimately, you took out Pope. And then you have to, then you were faced at a crossroads, okay? Daryl come, comes clean to Leah, uh, and you had a choice. You can either go with him, or you can stay with the, uh, the Reapers. You chose to stay with the Reapers, which I think surprised a lot of people. Uh, it sort of goes against the anti-Hollywood storyline. And I think that's what makes this show so great is because it always, it never ceases to shock. Uh, how did you reconcile that Leah made that decision? Because it, it's a tough choice. In a split second, you had to decide, Daryl or my family, these mercenaries. You had a soft spot for Daryl. That was obvious. Uh, but you loved your family as well. It's a tough, it's a tough position for anybody to be in. And you know, and when we were working on it, you know, when Angela was sort of pitching me this arc, one of the things we talked about was that they didn't really know where it was going to go, but she had some ideas. And one of the things that she was like, you know, she chooses her, her family over romantic love yeah but then 
she then chooses power over romantic love. And I think, you know, it was kind of, it was a no brainer in many ways to, to play that she chose the Reapers because in Leah's mind, Daryl left her, he abandoned her, mm -hmm. you know? And we had this whole, you know, we were doing that scene in season 10 where we're like domestic over the chicken dinner and it gets all emotional. One of the things we were talking about when we did that scene is afterwards, Daryl was like, what were you thinking about? And not Daryl. No, like, what were you thinking about? And our director too was like, how did you guys get to that place? And I was like, well, I was thinking that, you know, you always, especially in this kind of world that we're creating on The Walking Dead, you always want every choice to be as heightened as possible. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how do I get to this place? So I thought, okay, Leah's pregnant. She's going to tell him over this chicken dinner. But before she can tell him I'm pregnant, he's like, hey, I'm going to go try to find my bros. And so she's like, that's it, right? This is abandonment. He Now he's not going to know about the baby. So we kind of pitched this idea when I told Norman that he was like, oh, genius, genius. And we pitched it to the producers that perhaps when we see Leah again in 11, that there's a little person with her. You know, however old that gap would have been. But I think they had already decided where that was going to go. And maybe like a child reaper wouldn't have, I don't know, who knows? Maybe they eat their children. I don't know. You got, you got to ask questions when like there was no kids. And there are um, a lot of people that are theorizing that there still is, there might be a kid that Daryl and Leah had that might still be out there. I mean, that's, I see, that's what people We tried to pitch it. Yeah. And I support that. I mean, I, Honestly, no, nobody's told me that, but if Tales, you know, if we have a future with Tales of the Walking Dead, I mean, let's see an episode of Leah and her little illegitimate Daryl. Daryl, yeah, 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 yeah. And I wore oh, my Daryl, I wore my Daryl t-shirt today to honor the broken heart of the man, you know, you broke his heart. So, <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit about this premiere. We're going to sort of, you know, tiptoe around it you got to meet more and work with more of the cast members you got to work with lauren cohen seth uh who plays father gabriel uh jeffrey dean morgan uh what was it like bringing in other cast members and you getting to actually work with them i've known jeffrey dean since like 2010 so oh. yeah that was like well that was so fun to be reunited he's such a wonderful person he's so funny and just this dry sense of humor. And he's just, he's a throb, you know, he's a heartthrob. He's, yeah. he's wonderful. Um, and I mean, look, Lauren, I, I was like meeting like a lost long sister. It, she's her and Norman, you know, it's funny they're Capricorns and I'm deeply into astrology. So like mm -hmm. Capricorns are known as like workhorses and super committed and focused and, is exactly what I experienced. They were just so committed. Their work ethic is impeccable. Mm -hmm. And so working with her, you know, I just hope that when it's all said and done, we'll have more to do in the world in general together. Cause it just, Absolutely. I admire her in every way. And like I said, you know, walking into the situation, we're like, she's been playing Maggie her whole life basically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's been doing it since season two. And I don't think this is a spoiler, but this premiere is really, I think the two, if you were to ask me this premiere that's coming up on Sunday, who are the central two characters, 
I would say it's Leah and Maggie, okay? Even though, and I'm going to spoil a little bit here, you guys don't actually come face to face till the final several minutes of the episode, okay? And I think you two, uh, the two strong women in this episode, are the central figures in this premiere. Uh, it's uh, another revealing episode about Maggie and the person that she has become. Uh, the fans may like it. I think a lot will be like, wow, damn, you know, Maggie has really flipped here. Uh, but then we also see Leah, who was willing to do something horrible to Daryl and his friends uh, when she has a sniper on the roof. Uh, do you think that Leah would have gone through with her plan if nothing interfered? That's really sort of really kind of cryptic and walking around it, but you know what I'm talking about. Do you think she would have had the courage to uh, take them out? Yes. She Even Daryl, she, she would have taken them all out. I think she probably would have left him to just run like she did, you know, on the roof. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it's, it's weird when we ask these questions because I'm like, I have my idea of what the character would do. But the writers ultimately create the character. I just walk in and fill it with, you know, energy. Yeah, your personality, your take and so on. So yeah. it's a great episode. This premiere, it's a must-see. It's full of action. Great character uh, storytelling. In my opinion, Leah and Maggie are the two central characters in this premiere. Uh, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. Uh, let's just leave it at that. Because yeah. there's a lot left to be said. Uh, Lynn, we're out of time. This has been a fascinating conversation. I feel we could talk for another hour. I know. It's been really wonderful. It's been great. I'm so glad I got to talk to you. And uh, it's a great season. And we're all looking forward to see where it goes. And we're all looking forward to Tales of the Walking Dead. And not only that, we also have the uh, Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride spinoff, which since you are in Nor you know, uh Norman's, uh, I forgot Daryl's character name for a second, in Daryl's Fear, uh, you could be brought into that. You could be brought into Tales and see what happens with there. It's like endless possibility. So I'm sure there's a lot you know that you can share. I'm not going to ask any of that. But I'm just on the edge of my seat to see where they take the character of Leah because I think there are so many layers to Leah and we've just scratched the surface to actually finding out what this character is truly <laughs> all about. Before yeah. we go, do you have any final thoughts you want to share? Well, I'm just looking at all the comments of the fan. I just love, I thanks uh, you guys for coming you, in and watching this live. And People love, uh, I mean, it's the middle of the afternoon. The majority of the viewers are going to watch this later on. But the, what I found is when you're doing a live, if it's really quiet, it's people are really focused in on what we're talking about. And that's what's going on. Because I can see all the different platforms. We have hundreds of viewers, up to a 1,000 watching right now. And that's just for the live. And they're very curious. And I'm sure they found this very fascinating to see what's going on with uh, Leah. Uh, but 
just really quickly, the fans' reaction, if you had to say more positive or negative towards Leah, what would you pick? Are the fans' reactions more positive or negative towards the character of Leah as of right now, as of today? It's an interesting question because there are like the people who can separate the fact that like I'm Lynn, but yes. I play Leah and Lynn is very different from Leah. Yes. So they can say things like, oh my God, she's such a complex character. We, I don't, I hate her. But you're doing- There are other people that blame you for Leah. Yeah, who are just like, Lynn, you're an asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I haven't played that, well, I haven't played that many villains, but as I get older, I've been cast more and more in, in this kind of archetype. And it, it is fascinating because it's sometimes it's hard for people to, to make that separation. But I mean, I'm here to give the goods. I'm here to amp it up. Absolutely. I, this is what I love doing. And I think if people are like, I guess, hating on me, that means I'm doing a good job. Exactly. That's what I tell everybody who plays an antagonist. If you get hate, that means you did your job spot on and you're doing yeah. a job spot on. And I'm not even really clear that certain that you are an antagonist yet. I really, like I said, we, there's a lot we don't know about Leah and we're just starting to peel back to surface. So I, I think we're going to see a lot more, whether it is on the rest sometime in the, on The Walking Dead or in Tales or the Daryl and Carol spinoff. We're going to see you again. I'm 100% certain of that. Uh, one comment says, I love Liv Lynn Collins is awesome. And Leah can't wait to see more. Khaleesi uh, oh, says, I agree. Monster Rod says, I don't hate you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you, Lynn, so much for coming on. This has been such a fun chat. Uh, thank you to our audience who's tuning in live. And those of you who are going to watch this later on, a big thank you to Lynn Collins, who plays Leah on The Walking Dead currently. And we're all on our edge of our seats to see how this the rest of this season goes. Thank you, guys. Until next time, on behalf of Lynn and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Bye, everybody.